Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Anybody remember the movie Princess Bride? Inconceivable, they kept saying. And then Mandy Patinkin said, I don't think you know what that word means. Well, you'd have thought it inconceivable the Red Sox could return the same group from last year and start out 1-4 this year. And actually, it could be 0-5 if it weren't for the Mitch Moreland miracle in Game 2. So... Now, indeed, to quote again from the same movie, it's humiliations galore. We'll recap a 7-0 loss to the Oakland A's here on Episode 3 of Sox Daily. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's where you're going to find out what the Sox are doing. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. So the Oaklands have a complete no-name rotation, right? The guy they started Monday night doesn't even have his own name or identity, really. Aaron Brooks was an NFL quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. There was an NBA player named Aaron Brooks, too. This Aaron Brooks was a guy with a career ERA of 801. That is a Salt Lake City area code. you got to at least have a Pittsfield Mass ERA to make it in this league, you would think. Woburn would be even better. I think that's a 339. Uh, but anyway, losing to this Aaron Brooks, it's like drowning in three inches of water. Josh Lewin with you. I'm the new guy. I'm supposed to be the happy, happy guy, but uh, it's not working right now. Somehow, Aaron Brooks stuffed the Sox for six innings of two hit shutout ball, meaning the A's last five games. They've got 32 innings from their starters, one run allowed. The Red Sox, five games from their starters, they've got 21 innings. Uh, they had a lot more runs allowed than that. In fact, their rotation ERA right now is 11.14. Seriously, best rotation in baseball supposedly is Boston. Oakland's rotation maybe 19th or 20th best, maybe. Up is down, black is white, day is nice. What a crazy upside-down start to 2019. And in fairness, last year the fourth loss of the season was in Oakland as well. But by that time, the Sox had been 18-3. and three. This time they had come in 1-3, now 1-4. Let's cheer you up best we can by offering this true fact, this ray of sunshine in an otherwise pitch-black existence currently. The 1998 Yankees also started 1-4. They went 113-44, and I guess, the rest of the way, and swept the Padres to win the first of three straight World Series. Just throwing that out there to preserve your mental health. Anyway, here's some good news. Kind of a dance break before we get to the rest of what happened in Oakland Monday night. And, and if this is all very echoey, by the way, I'm recording this from a ballroom in the San Francisco hotel where, where the Red Sox are staying. So uh, I do apologize if, it, if it's kind of banging all around here with the, with the sound. Normally it's going to be better than this, I promise you. But before the game, it was announced. Sandra Bogart's done deal. Six years, about 120 mil. 
And uh, he's signed now through 2025. There is an opt-out in there, but in theory, signed through 2025 with an option for 26. So I hope you like your shortstop. You're going to have him for a while. X signs on the X, and he's got a shot now. I mean, if he stays healthy, he will be the guy with the most all-times game played by a Red Sox shortstop. He's at 695 now. Everett Scott's got the record, 1,081. The Rooster, Rick Burleson, after that at 987. So if he stays healthy sometime early in 2021, that's your number one all-time shortstop. Chris Sale is signed through 2024. Uh, Devers through 2023. Benintendi, Evaldi, Price, Vasquez through 22. Barnes, Pedroia through 21. Betts and Bradley through 2020. So things are starting to take shape there. Dave Dombrowski meeting with the media before the game. Recorded that for you. Got a little bit of Xander on the end of this as well. Yeah, he's, he talks very softly, but at least you can hear him. And it was really kind of charming before uh, the game began. All the Red Sox players, pretty much, and coaches, they all came in. They wedged themselves into this very tiny makeshift press conference area. And Rafael Devers, I couldn't take my eye off him, this little baby-faced kid. And he looks like he's 14. Obviously, he's not much, much older than that. But he, he was sitting there crisscross applesauce, like we used to say, Indian-style, I don't know if that's politically correct to say Indian style anymore, but whatever. Uh, but but he's beaming. I mean, it was like my seven-year-old niece watching Frozen, like leaning forward, big smile, couldn't wait to hear what was happening next. I thought it was just, it was adorable. But uh, anyway, that, that was the big pregame news. And here's a little bit of that press conference with Dave Dombrowski talking first. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, thank you, everybody, for being here. Appreciate it. I'd like to start off, first of all, we're absolutely thrilled to have uh, Bogey sign with us for an extended period. Uh, young player that came through the organization, uh, very talented, one of the top players in the game of baseball, in my opinion, uh, in today's game. But really what the foundation of an organization is all about, having somebody who you sign and then develop and has a chance to remain here. Uh, special thanks to our ownership, John Henry, Tom Werner, for making this happen, along with Mike Gordon. Very important always to let us do what we need to try to have the best club we can on the field for our fans. A special thanks to a couple of other individuals that were very involved in these negotiations, uh, Brian O'Halloran and uh, Raquel Ferreira, who's uh, uh, Senior Vice President in our organization, was very influential in trying to help to get this done. He's been very close to Bogey throughout his career. Uh, thanks to uh, Scott and his group, and to Alex and everybody else here that makes it possible in a place where our players want to play with the fan base that we have. So uh, we're thrilled to get this done. And happy to have Bogey on board for a long time. I think they said everything. <laughs> uh, well, I want to start off by saying thank you to uh, John Henry, Tom Warner, uh, Gordon, Mr. Gordon, and the rest of the Red Sox ownership group for making this happen. Uh, Obviously, thank you to, to my agent, Scott Boris, for making this possible and working hard with, with Dave Dombrowski and BOH and everyone that was involved to getting this done. Uh, I also see Mike Fiore in the back there. I know how, how close I am with him. Uh, I want to thank my family back at home. Uh, I know my mom, my uncle, uh, my brother. And obviously, my sister is so close to me, and I know how proud they are of me, of, of being able to do this. They know that here's where I grew up as a kid, 16-year-old kid with no facial hair. And now I got so much going on, and uh, 
I know how proud they are of me, and, and, and I'm very thankful for them. Uh, all right, so there you have a little bit of what was going on before the game. In game, I'm not going to talk for too long about it because it was just ugly again. Only once last year did the Sox lose four or five, which is pretty incredible. But now they've already done it here in 2019, and it's only April 2nd. 11 home runs from the starters now in five games. Only the 1955 Milwaukee Braves and the 1978 second-year Toronto Blue Jays can say that. And we just did not see this coming because it's the same starters as last year. Oakland starters, we mentioned, they're having a high time of it. Guys you've never heard of. Look at the San Diego Padres. They had started out with 22 innings from a no-name staff, two earned runs. Uh, You look at some other teams that are pitching well, even the Dodgers, who had the, you know, they they went to October 28th last year, too. And it, it just is not working out for the Red Sox. Not even David Price, who actually had a terrific changeup. He ends up going six innings, five hits, four runs, two walks, nine strikeouts. He pitched much better than that. He he got a changeup up to Chris Davis. Davis took it out in the second inning. He was ambushed by young Ramon Laureano. First pitch fastball in the third. Those were two leadoff inning home runs right there. And then right at the tail end of his night, unfortunately, Chad Pinder, a seven-pitch at bat. Another changeup was left up. That one was golfed out. They ended up hitting four home runs did the Oakland A's in this game. Ball's not supposed to carry at night in that ballpark, but it carried fine. Three home runs allowed by Price, so this is a problem. Already coming in, 11 home runs allowed in Seattle. We had said that uh, no defending World Series champion had ever allowed that many home runs in the first four games of the year, and then four more allowed in this game. You, You liked what David Price looked like out there. I mean, this is a guy who's won. We know that. He's been on division winners five straight years. Detroit, Toronto, Boston, Boston, Boston. Five-time All-Star. He's won a Cy Young. Been runner-up a couple times. But even he was not immune to this weird virus that's just sweeping all around here. And I remember Buddy Bell, when he was a Kansas City manager, he told the media, I've learned you, you never say it can't get worse. And, and that's the thing. If, if you announce something as rock bottom, and then you've got to keep moving where rock bottom is, you lose all credibility. So I'm not going to say to you that the Red Sox are at rock bottom because once through the rotation, they've got the team ERA of 11.14 from those starters. Because who knows? What, what if it gets worse for Chris Sale in the game tonight? I don't think it will. We'll talk more about that in a moment. But in this game, the, the Sox actually had an opportunity to take the lead. Ramon Laureano, we mentioned his name before, he made an incredible throw to cut down Xander Bogarts at the plate trying to score on a base hit in the center. Now, replay showed he was actually safe. I have no idea what they were looking at back at Chelsea Piers in New York to award the out because that really should have been overturned. I'm not just whining. That was just that was a bad call at home plate and a bad non-overturn. But Red Sox didn't score, and then they just could not dent Aaron Brooks from there. And the A's just started swatting home runs. Heath Hembry had a real tough inning late. There was a home run by Matt Chapman in that inning. He gave up a couple more runs. Rafael Devers made an error in that inning. That's another thing we got to talk about. The Red Sox keep making errors right now. Uh, you know, that's not stopping it. Seven errors in five games. Last year, their seventh error was in their 23rd game. So that has to be a, a point of conversation right now. At least they weren't the Cubs who made six errors in a single game on Monday. That uh, that was pretty terrible, but we, we, we don't need to, to pick fights and, and point fingers and giggle at anybody else, because right now obviously the Red Sox are 1-4, not doing what they were supposed to do at all. 
Alex Cora after the game. Uh, maybe it was actually good. Um, you know, three pitches, three homers, but I think velocity was good. I just uh, the, the changeup to Davis kind of cut into the into the zone. Obviously, the last one he hung down one. Uh, Loriano ambushed him in the first pitch, but uh, we needed six innings. I, I know it doesn't look great. You know, they scored four, but. Uh, at least he gave us a chance, uh, you know, to reset the rotation. Um, he, there's no question question marks with him as far as, as health and all that. So you know, it was good to see him compete the way he did. You don't usually see him miss spots like that. What do you think was happening? Well, uh, on, I mean, it's three pitches out of 90-something, you know. He, I, mean, I don't know how many he ended up striking out. Um, I think it was 9-10. Uh, he used both sides of the plate. Um, there was a walk there to earlier, you know, in the middle of the game that we thought the cutter was a good pitch there. I mean, um, he didn't get the call. And that's one of those at-bats that, you know, he keeps adding to the pitch count. But um, I do feel that he threw the ball well. You know, um, obviously the home runs hurt us, um, just like the first uh, few games here. But uh, I, I do feel that he threw, threw the ball well. All right, that's the skipper, and now it's a look ahead. And, and, and we'll do this, I'll start out on a light note, because the one good thing that came out of Monday night was watching the race that they had with the, the made-up Dennis Eckersley thing against the made-up Ricky Henderson thing against the made-up Raleigh Fingers thing. And I, I'm not a huge fan of these races that, that have become so popular at every ballpark, although in San Diego they've now got the cast of Anchorman doing it. That, I think that's pretty funny. That, you know, they've got the, the, the Brick Tamland against Champ Kind, against Ron Burgundy, against whatever Paul Rudd's character's name was, which I forget right now. But uh, Eck, who's, who's a legend in Oakland, one of very few pitchers to have won a Cy Young and an MVP award in the same season. They still love him there. Uh, I, I got a chance to talk to him walking out after the ball game. We were heading to the exact same car, driven by the, the great Joe Castiglione. And uh, before we got in the car, here's a little bit of that conversation. All right, this is a treat on the podcast tonight or tomorrow or whenever you're listening to this. Uh, Dennis Eckersley, obviously an A's Hall of Famer. Uh, I'll read you the numbers some other time about his, his resume here. But good enough to be immortalized in large head form. That they, they have a, a race here in Oakland, kind of like I guess they do with the sausages in Milwaukee and the presidents in Washington and all of that. It's Eckersley against Ricky Henderson and, uh, and Raleigh Fingers is the third one. So uh, Dennis Eckersley, as you all may, may know, is a very handsome man. Uh, problem being that the way they represent this particular thing with the race, first of all, there's a turkey neck. And, and second of all, it looks like not a chin, but an actual butt. Uh, and I, just, I, I don't... Did, they didn't consult you on this, I guess. No, it's not really flattering, right, to say the least. But who cares? It's cool. You know, I could take a joke. Okay, and you won the race tonight. Not you personally, but your character did. Was that a fix? Did they do that just because you're here? Exactly. <laughs> Does that mean they're going to do it for four days? Cool, you're 4-0 coming up. I'm the only one winning because we're not. Well, That's let me, the problem. You know? So before I even ask you about that, and you know what? I'm not going to ask you about yeah. that because I want to keep this light and okay, upbeat. Yeah. Uh, the fact that you also have a gate named after you here at this ballpark, that's yeah. really cool. It is cool. It really is. I mean, you know, you don't set your life out thinking I'm going to have a gate at the open. This is where I grew up. Right. So it's really, it really is neat, and I hope they don't tear it down. <laughs> oh, that's right. Because you know they're going to get a new stadium. But it, it really, it's flattering. 
to have that sort of thing. I believe is, is it is it gate G? Is that the one? I forget. I right. don't know. Oh, we got to find the, the right letter. For We're going to do a piece on it tomorrow, so nice. I could gloat a little bit. I love it. Yeah. All right, well, good, good. Congratulations in advance on your four and zero in the race. While, while you're here, <laughs> yeah. just tell them to clean up the, the the butt on your chin. Yeah, thanks, Ed. They got to love the act real quick there in in Oakland. I, think about this: eighty nine and ninety seasons. Those two seasons, one hundred and thirty one innings pitched. He walked seven, seven. Nineteen ninety, he uh, he walked four and struck out seventy three. He went almost a whole year. He went June of eighty nine to May of ninety without walking anybody. One hundred and eighty six batters faced. None of them work to walk so uh, hopefully some of that karma will ooze towards the current rotation and Chris Sale might be the right guy to be on the mound in the game coming up Tuesday night obviously he's embarrassed about how it went in Seattle three innings gave up seven runs he's got that thing I I, Goose Gossage is the guy I always remember he would say I I looked into the eyes of the hitters they seldom looked back because intimidation is a tool a pitcher who thinks to himself as he looks at the hitter Man, I wouldn't want to be that guy right now. That means something. And I think Chris Sale is going to have that kind of night Tuesday. Let's hope. Again, I'll I'll go back to a player from the late 70s. That's when I grew up. But Oscar Gamble had the the line. I forget who he was facing. But he said, a good night tonight is 0 for 4 and don't get hit in the head. And I think that's the kind of mentality Chris Sale is going to bring out there against Mike Fires, the SD Fires-Sale matchup. Fires was a 12-game winner last year for the A's and Tigers. Control guy, less than two walks per nine innings, and it was very solid last year. 12 and 8, 3.58. So now he's on a two-year deal. Had a no-hitter for the Astros against the Dodgers four years ago. Fly ball pitcher, but in that ballpark, and especially if it's going to be a rainy, chilly night, and that is the forecast. It doesn't matter if it's fly balls; they usually stay in the yard. They did not. When the Red Sox were pitching, unfortunately, on Monday night. Again, that final was 7-0 Oakland. So here are the Red Sox. It's staggering, but they are 1-4. and four. And although misery loves company, the Yankees are a mess right now. They don't have a winning record. The Astros don't have a winning record. The Yankees' injury list, Stanton, Andujar, Hicks, Batances, Ellsbury, Gregorius, Sabathia, Severino. I mean, they are absolutely in chaos over there. At least the Red Sox are healthy. They're just not playing very well. And again, hopefully that turns. We, uh, we certainly hope it does. Hope you listen to the game on the Red Sox Radio Network with me and Joe. And I think Rob Bradford might make an appearance too. You can always catch Rob, of course. He's got the, the blog right here on the WEEI website if that's where you're picking up the podcast. If you're picking the podcast up somewhere else, good for you. That's great. But we also encourage you to go to WEEI.com. A lot of great information on there as well. So... Bad news broadcaster strikes again. I'm so sorry. I really do take this personally. I feel horrible. Uh, my first year with the Cubs, by the way, they were 0-14. But the next year, they uh, they had the Kerry Wood season, the Sammy Sosa season. And that was that was quite splendid. But I, I'm not ready to, to cave in on this yet. This is not obviously it's not going to be 0-14. They've already got a win. Thank God the Mitch Moreland home run came off of Hunter Strickland. And, and look at Seattle. Seattle's only lost one game. They're 6-1, and one, those guys. They made four errors on Monday night, and they still won. Everything's going their way. Nothing's going the, the Red Sox way. I don't mean to be a whiner. That's just how it is right now. But they, they did not put themselves in a good position Monday night. They got steamrolled 7-0. All right, I'm going to end it there because that's just depressing. Tune in next time, uh, episode uh, 4, 5. I've lost count already, which is sad. But uh, whichever episode is next, 
We hope you tune in. Hope we, we have you for a listener for the entire season. Thank you. My name is Josh Lewin. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.